Hey guys, it's Danny, just doing the housekeeping on the podcast feed. And just like every week, I want to thank you for listening. We know there's a lot of options for podcasts, especially in gaming, so it means a lot to us that you would listen to us every week. Our guest this week is Joshua Lorimer of the Titans of Altera podcast and the Sneak Attack podcast. And it was a blast having him come and talk about Dungeons and & Dragons and tabletop RPGing uh, on a budget this week. It meant a lot. I've been a big fan of his work for a while now, and it was really fun to have him on the show. So if you want to check out his show, go down to the podcast show notes and there will be links there for you guys to follow. If you want to help support the show, go to iTunes and give us a review and be honest. Tell us what you don't like, tell us what you do like, and of course you can always tell your friends about the show. Another way you can support the show is by using our Humble Bundle affiliate links. Humble Bundle currently has their fall sale going on right now. We will leave our affiliate link down in the show notes. If you use that link, a portion of your purchase will come to us as well as go to a charity. So not only do you save, we make some money, but you do a good deed. So it is a win, win, win. Check out our friends KDK Weekly. They do a show every week, every Tuesday over at twitch.tv slash KDK Weekly. Of course, follow Ren and I on Twitch. Follow the podcast at Twitter at NTNPod and enjoy the show. Uh, like I said, welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money. I am one of your hosts, Danny Kay, and with me today I have my other host. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm nope. Right. Wait. <laughs> I wasn't expecting what? that. Was that not going to be a voice changer that time? What? No, of course not. Why would I use a voice changer? I don't even own that. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Ren. You guys know me. Hi. Hello. Howdy. What's happening? Hope you guys are great. All right, and with us today the one member of the sneak attack podcast the dm and host and uh, creator of uh titans of altera joshua lorimer hey everybody just one moment i have a very upset cat <laughs> i couldn't tell if there's like a baby crying in the background or a yeah no that's mine you guys can feel real quick josh why don't you tell people about uh your shows real quick let me go ahead and sure. take care of him so yeah, I'm part, I'm one of the five, five members of the Sneak Attack podcast. It's a Dungeons and Dragons actual play, which basically just means that we actually play D&D and uh, we take the, we are basically, we play Dungeons and Dragons then we take our game sessions and cut them up in one hour episodes and basically in serial format on iTunes and and we do for a new show that I just started, uh, the Titans of All Terra, which is uh, which is a, another actual play D and D five E pod, but it's also uh, we're we're also marketing it as, as family, so we want people to be able to listen to it with their kids around if it's on at their job, they don't have to worry about any like course language subject matter that that you know is not mm-hmm. safe for work, so. Anyway, that's that's Titans and Sneak Attack and Titans just released the first episode on November 1st and we're four episodes in right now. It's going awesome. And Sneak Attack will be relaunching their second volume uh in January of next year. So, got that stuff. Right on. Yeah. And if I can have just a quick moment to gush, I I part of the reason I brought Josh on is because I'm a big fan of both those podcasts. Um, and they're just fantastic podcasts. If you're interested in, in tabletop gaming or, uh, Dungeons and Dragons specifically, I guess I should say, 
these are great resources on like how to learn how to play, get some ideas for your own campaigns, and uh, know how campaigns and games can like run, and how in in many cases how they should run. Um, excellent resources and very entertaining. Very entertaining. <laughs> we we try. We have fun. We have yeah. a lot of fun. And hopefully we yeah, can get. Sure. And hopefully we can get you to share some secrets about uh, role playing and doing all that stuff on the cheap. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, what do we want to start out with? There, news was a little lax this week. I know um, I haven't really played anything. Um, mm-hmm. Bren, what have you been playing? Well, I played Spyro, mm-hmm. the Reignite trilogy, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'm very uh, I also jealous. played. Very Dude, jealous. It's so good. Honestly, I was actually shocked. I thought it was going to be a sixty dollar title on release. It's actually forty bucks. Yes, which is I was solid. surprised by that too. Yeah. Yeah. For three games, not just like one. It's straight up all three. And like they're all actually like set to a really high standard of like development. Mm -hmm. And they all look really amazing. And the one thing I can definitely talk about this is the thing I like gushed about every single time I talked to any character was that the animations for characters gave them so much personality. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was just like, wow, wait, this, that really like sold the like atmosphere of the game. Where, like, I, I explicitly remember when I started playing this game as a kid. Like, obviously, the characters had, like, a little bit of personality. But, like, you can't really can't really go super far on it. <laughs> but, like, there were... It got to the point where, towards the end of the game, you'll be saving dragons. And um, instead of them telling you about things, they just assume that you already know everything about the game. And they're just like, thanks for releasing me. But you'll, like, find one. And he's, like, a wizard. And he has a crazy hat. And he's just, like... He's like hyped up, and you're just like, wait, hold on, whoa, whoa, you can't leave yet. I need to know what this is about right here. Hold yeah. on, tell me about you. And I think that's great. I think like the amount of character that the uh, animations themselves gave to all the uh, dragons in it was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just started the second one, and I'm not a, nearly as much of a fan of it. Not so much because of like the way that the game looks or feels it's more so just the way that spyro 2 was in general it was a lot more handholdy mm. and like it was really like it bombards a lot with uh tutorials mm. and i'm not a fan of that especially if i just went from yeah. one game to the second one and they have the same controls and they introduce money bags which is the worst yeah. character in all of spyrodom <laughs> yeah absolutely man i don't know i like walked up to him and i was just like who are you and he's all like oh you're gonna need to pay me to get across this bridge (laughs) oh you're that guy okay (laughs) yeah all right i know who to direct my hate towards yeah 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 Yeah. but um yeah the game feel is incredible Mm. um at first when i first played it i wasn't super sure but it wasn't so much like it was it was me as a player not realizing certain things. So like mm-hmm. obviously because it is an older game and like the actual layout and everything is pretty much the exact same. It's a remake, obviously they're not going to really change anything. But I forgot as a kid they try to like purposely like have little secret areas that you can't necessarily see. And like I saw one and it just looked like a straight jump, 
but it turns out that's not at all what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like go around a mountain and like fly around in a circle. <laughs> so I kept on going for the straight jump and it looked like it was going to land like every time. And I was, I was getting like a little salty. <laughs> Just, like, a <laughs> and, that's, uh, that's a game from the 90s right there, man. Yeah, or, right? Was it oh, the 90s? Man. Yeah, it was the 90s. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the 90s. Oh, man. Because they the first... were ruthless. The first Spyro <laughs> yeah. was on the PS1, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, I don't know. The game feel is incredible. The gameplay like looks, it, it's just beautiful. Everything yeah. about it looks really, really good. And, and I was he, really impressed by it. He actually like the, 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 the lighting in each of the environments is amazing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm noticing in this video. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Man, I don't know. The biggest thing that sold me every single time was the animations of everything. Every single thing felt like it had a really crisp, clean animation, and it never yeah. felt like a little bit awkward or anything. It always just felt like just right. And yeah. I was really, really satisfied with mm. that. Um, I'm curious to see how like the third one's going to play. I feel like the second one's just going to be like the black sheep for me personally, and I'm probably not going to like it so much. But I don't really hear a lot of people talking about the second one in the first place. It's usually just like the first one and Year of the Dragon that people really like go all out on. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to see about Halo or <laughs> Halo. <laughs> don't mind me. I did a Halo streamathon like a week or two ago. <laughs> Bear with me. Spyro, video games, by the way. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see how the the Spyro three remake goes. Mm -hmm. I'm really pumped. They all play the same. Um, but they, man, I don't know. They just all looked amazing and they felt really great. There was no like problem with game feel whatsoever. Yeah. I, cool. I was just really impressed. And for $40 heard, for three games. I, I heard they brought in like the Toys for Bob or whatever brought in, uh, mm -hmm. or they ran a lot of stuff by Insomniac, the original makers of Spy of yeah. Spyro to like, yeah, kind of get almost like the, the Godfather's blessing, you know, on this. Right on this remake which i thought that was a quality move yeah absolutely it feels like they out of all of the remakes like remasters that i've ever even seen like this is by far like the best remake i've seen in a while because a lot of them still like they want to keep it like in that area of like well this is why people liked it is because it was like for example the resident evil one remake mm. um where they still kept like the weird camera angles and stuff. And obviously that's a thing, but like it does, it doesn't feel right gameplay wise in this like generation. Right. It just doesn't necessarily like carry over. Um, but like the game, the game lives on like totally fine. Like in this generation, it doesn't feel bad at all. It felt really solid. <laughs> there was no point where I was just like, this is an old game aside from like the one moment where it was just all like, I don't know how to like jump this spot. I don't understand. How do I get the secret? But like, yeah, everything felt like really cared for and like respected as a game. And I was really, really hyped out about that. <laughs> That's probably my favorite thing about it so yeah. far. But okay. yeah, I, I have a Spyro uh, fan theory. Okay. okay. Hit me with them, Ray. Uh, Spyro one, right? Mm -hmm. He, his whole goal is to free all the dragons who have been frozen by Nasty Nork. But yeah. every time he frees a dragon, they don't seem surprised that they're getting freed. Like, they don't seem like, 
they're just like, oh hey, what's up, Spyro? I heard a lot about you. It's like, where'd you hear? What'd you hear about? Like, you've been you've been frozen. So, the I I'm wondering if it's not all a big test, and all these dragons <laughs> are basically like putting Spyro through the ringer to prepare him for some. <laughs> I I want the Spyro four, like a new like Spyro four, secretly where it's like Spyro. Spyro's older. All the dragons are dying, and he's got to fight some big like it's like let's it, like Toy Story three this thing and like make it real gritty now like oh man I would be super, down for that <laughs> that'd be super cool I would love to see like a uh, not necessarily well yeah like a newer generation version where like it's but the like, same like Spyro sort of thing but yeah, like stick Spyro's to the actually same. one of the like dragons you have to save and he's oh, that would be cool. like oh. You know, I have to save Spyro explicitly. It's just all like, wait, hold on. I just like uh-huh. that was like the fifth dragon. Was that Spyro? <laughs> hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Doesn't even doesn't oh. even acknowledge that they're connected. Just you. Yes, find out. exactly. That would just right be on. super cool. I'd be totally down. <laughs> Danny, are you okay? He's got the cat. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. The, he's being... not what I was expecting. <laughs> the camera. <laughs> Yeah, he's being annoying, so I figured I'd just like keep with him, Martin, keep him within Martin's reach, because keeping him happy is easier than trying to get him to quiet down. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I currently don't have Spyro, and I'm waiting till after Christmas to to go to get it. Yeah. So to like to, it's like a weird form of torture, like sating my hunger for the game. I've been <laughs> yeah. watching. Like every single 15 things you didn't know about Spyro on YouTube, and mm. <laughs> other people play the game, and so I, I just have this obnoxious amount of s- r- stupid Spyro trivia. In my- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh my god. No, it's so worth playing. Mm. Like if you if you're interested in it, because at first I wasn't, I wasn't like super interested, in it. just based on like the experiences I've had with previous remasters and remakes. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, it's probably gonna be whatever. And then, like, I checked out the gameplay the day before it came out, and I was like, wait a second, this looks incredible. <laughs> well, yeah. hold on. Let's take a step back. This looks great. So, yeah, immediately bought it that day. This is one of those games I wish... I wish Nintendo... Sony would have taken a, a, a page from Nintendo's book. They came out with Super Mario, with, with Super Mario World, right? Yeah. Or that was the first... Was that the first... Th- Mario platform. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I'm I so. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that the Insomniac, when they were making Spyro, actually played that game a ton and and used it as major in for for Spyro, the original. Yeah. Oh, I am and sure. I wish that it's it's unfortunate because Spyro ended up sticking with Universal, and mm-hmm. they ended up making uh 400 different games with the Spyro name attached to it that were just not not Spyro games, but mm-hmm. I wish they would have kind of been like, okay, take the take the bones of this game, the same way that Nintendo's done with Super Mario World, like all the way up until the latest iterations. Like you can see a clear kind of like connectedness between all of those games, between even even the like, Super Mario Galaxy. You know, it just they all have some 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 like through lines of elements that unite them all as one kind of game type and i wish i wish we would have got that with spyro it would have been great to see how that this game could have developed if it had the same heart yeah mm-hmm. 
No, exactly. I the one thing that like definitely did surprise me about this is uh this <laughs> it's published by Activision. <laughs> and like that's not normally this this feels like a really no strings attached game like you could just play it and then be done and that's not ever what i ever expect from activision yeah so yeah. that was a first <laughs> i saw the logo and i got like a little bit of a hole like a pit in my chest and was like yeah oh no no activision is the thanos in the game world like <laughs> you just don't you don't want them to get all of the gems Otherwise, they'll <laughs> snap their fingers and kill half of the greatest games that we've ever played. Yeah, exactly. With microtransactions. But, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm just glad that they didn't touch it. <laughs> like, there's, that's basically it. They did a good for once. I would say, is there no, like, is there no option for different colored dragonflies? Can I not? There's literally nothing. Can I, got, can I not get a reskin fire breath? Oh. <laughs> Is this you even a complete there game? Oh, <laughs> there's cheat codes. There's old school cheat codes. Yeah. You can change your, your, you can become blue Spyro or black Spyro oh. or two, or two dimensional Spyro. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, and you God, don't got to pay for them. You just get it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just incredible. And like, look at these animations of these characters. Like, they actually, because they're just so animated, they actually have character behind it, even if they're not necessarily mm -hmm. talking about, like, what they are. Mm -hmm. And that's yep. amazing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but, yeah, that basically covers most about what I wanted to talk about in terms yeah. of Spyro. Um, but, yeah, so totally worth, especially for 40 bucks. I thought it was going to be 60 And uh, mm -hmm. pleasantly, pleasantly pleased that it's actually 40 Right on. It was good. Nice. Yeah. It's on the consoles right now. It should, from my knowledge, it should be getting released on PC at some point. Mm -hmm. They didn't necessarily specify when. I believe it's going to be in a few months, but I'm not super sure. Unfortunately. Okay. But yeah, super cool. I've been loving it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Josh, did you have any other thoughts you wanted to put out there on Spyro or... <laughs> I could take up the next 40 minutes with talking about Spider-Man, guys. So, oh, man. The best, he's the best dragon boy. The best, best dragon, dragon boy. Best boy. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I think we probably should move on to the... Did you want to talk about the Game Awards? Or do we want to let Josh talk about uh, RPG stuff first? What do you... Yeah, let's have uh, Josh talk. Words hard, me, I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I swear I nailed that one. <laughs> jo <laughs> so uh, like Josh introduced himself, he run or he's a part of two D and D actual play uh, podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. You have a lot of experience with uh, RPGs in general, I believe, right? With uh, like like a lot in like the terms of like uh, I don't know if if like five six years is a lot. I I I didn't start getting into tabletop role-playing games till about 2012 2013-ish okay. mm -hmm. so that's when uh when that was back in the days of fourth edition dungeons and dragons mm -hmm. which is the edition that will not be named basically <laughs> like the it's not it's not viewed by everyone super favorably yeah um there are people who love it and i think it brought in a lot of fourth edition dungeons and dragons was like I feel like it was targeted at video gamers. It mm. was basically like they took a like like a Skyrim kind of 
game and made it a board, made it a tabletop game where all the statistics are laid out and you have like dozens of different moves and it was really it was really and like loads of health points it was really obnoxious mm-hmm. but uh um and that's basically what spawned fourth edition is what spawned the company Paizo who created uh they basically were upset about fourth edition they thought that 3.5 was the best edition of dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. and uh so they split and created Paizo and made the Pathfinder game system. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they became probably the chiefest rival to Dungeons & Dragons when it comes to tabletop role-playing games. Mm-hmm. And I played Pathfinder. I did, I've did. played one game of Pathfinder that I, I dungeon mastered, so I, I learned a lot about that system mm-hmm. doing that. And it was, oh boy, it is it super complicated. <laughs> yeah. The pe- people who like that game love detail. And mm-hmm. it's fun, but yeah. There's a lot to to like remember with that game. Then, yeah. short. Uh, we kind of lost you there, Josh. You still there? One of the most elegant and simple yet complex enough to have detail tabletop role playing games. So I'm I'm a major advocate, huge fan of Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. And that's yeah. what that's what we play on our game. So we the minute that came out in 2014, I dove into it super hard. I started dungeon mastering right away as soon as I could get my hands on any books or anything like that. And mm-hmm. then we me and uh the guy it's one of the guys I I DM'd a game for. He uh decided we decided we wanted to make a podcast and we roped in a couple friends from a previous game that he had dungeon mastered and uh and then my wife jumped in which was awesome she's the other person in the picture there who uh looks super baller because she is and uh yeah we made sneak attack with without any idea of what the podcast scene was like in 2015 or how D would kind of explode a little bit more into the forefront of culture and uh it was pretty nuts there was maybe like there was maybe a handful of D podcasts of different shows that were mm-hmm. out at that time there were not a lot of like, hey, we're just five random friends. Just let's just make a thing. You know, there wasn't a lot of people doing that. And we we came at it with editing and production quality because both both me and uh, Reed, who Dungeon Masters Sneak Attack, we both come from video production backgrounds. And uh, and one of the guys on our podcast, Mike, he's a designer and so he made our logo and so we just kind of came out the gate with quality microphones and recording and editing and graphics and which was just kind of it was just kind of the right people at the right time kind of situation mm-hmm. and uh and yeah and it caught caught fire and blew up a little bit and we ended up on the front page of itunes on new and noteworthy which was crazy awesome. yeah um i still have the screenshot saved on my on my computer uh and yeah then uh and the rest is kind of history we we played that game and released an episode every single week for three straight years without fail. And for over two of those years, we weren't making a dime. We weren't mm-hmm. making any money on the on the podcast, which is amazing. That I don't know what is wrong with me that I spent that much time <laughs> on a show for nothing. But uh, but it wasn't for nothing. And we built a really awesome community of fans and got involved with the D and D community. And the D and D community's grown so much that almost every month a new show is launching mm-hmm. a new group group is started 
and uh and i i'm one of them when we launched the titans of altera this month um and that's been really fun to see the reaction to that to kind of come at the same the same animal that sneak attack is but with uh the kind of hindsight of uh knowing what the potential is mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah no absolutely so, so when you're when you're just playing a game of D and sharing it with everybody you don't think like what are the implications of what this npc says yeah. <laughs> so we we were like two years in and people were like dissecting episodes from two years ago and going but this character was an elf how are they a human now <laughs> and we're like ah we don't know <laughs> magic yeah exactly exactly you all know their life <laughs> maybe, maybe so, they have their own life story you'll know so with that like kind of what would you say are the essentials to playing D? like what are the materials that you need uh, yeah. And what is that base um, investment, would you say? Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about getting a group of five friends together, if if you guys just want to go in on getting – here's what you need. I will say baseline, bare minimum, you need a set of polyhedral dice, gaming – tabletop role-playing game dice, D20 dice. There's a they, – it's a seven-piece set. You can find them in any game store. They come in all kinds of shapes and colors, and they're beautiful to look at. Um, and you need uh, the player's handbook, so which is the, the player's handbook for the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, which I believe is like 40 bucks. Um, and you can get a set of dice for like 6 bucks. But uh, okay. I, I would suggest having dice for everyone at the table. There you go. There you go. Dan's got some. Uh, but but you don't have to. You could pass around the dice, or you could play a game where just the Dungeon Master rolls uh, for everybody. But anyway, the bare minimum would be the player's handbook when it comes to the material. That'll give you enough rules to learn to Dungeon Master and enough rules for the players to create characters. Um, if I were to say, like, ideally, if you can, you want to get the player's handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, and the monster manual. Those are all kind of essential tools. And But actually, D&D sells a kind of uh, starter pack that mm-hmm. you basically gives you the player's handbook, a set of dice, and a small little one-shot adventure called the Minds of Fandelver, which is a great learning tool for D&D. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's like 50 bucks. So like you can get everything you need for $50 if you're going like super cheap. But then there's all kinds of ways to spend money after that <laughs> yeah including yeah. miniatures and <laughs> yeah but i mean like let's say let's say you get like the 50 dollar starter set uh josh are you there we lost you i believe yeah i think you cut out bud oh i cut out yeah yeah okay am i back yes, yeah you you're here and we're back uh so if <laughs> Uh, if you if you all go in on it together, if you got five people who all go in on the starter set together, that's just like mm-hmm. around ten bucks per person, which is super affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's also there's all sorts of other resources out there. D and D Beyond has its own forum for different monster stat blocks. You can you know homebrew mm-hmm. your own stuff. Um, there's all sorts of other tools. What are some tools that you like? um while you're creating your campaigns I like? yeah yeah so there's actually a uh 
I, I have not delved super deep into D&D Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, but before D&D Beyond came out, there's an app called... Uh, what's it called? Fight Club 5E. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically a digital character creator, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. And I think you have to kind of find... It, you have to do a little hunting to find the like the downloadable information for all of the games mm-hmm. that kind of loads mm-hmm. Fight Club 5e. Um, but once you've got that, you can basically roll up like on an iPad or an iPhone really um, and that's a free that's a free, free app, I'm pretty sure. At least it was when I got. Uh, I'm trying to think what else what else I like to use. I here's the deal. I'm a I'm a D&D fanboy. So I've got every single book they've come out with so far. Mm-hmm. And we buy sets of dice almost every month cuz we're addicted. <laughs> uh <laughs> You know, we we spend a lot of money on our D&D stuff just cuz we enjoy it. I there's uh oh, okay, okay. Um there's a tool for dungeon masters. Um let me see if I can find it. I'm going to try and google it real quick um but it's it's basically an encounter creator Mm -hmm. uh that allows you to kind of uh figure out what difficulty it's 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 more of a like a suggestion kind of thing Mm -hmm. um here here it is don john i don't know i don't know how i found Mm -hmm. this but uh it's don john dot uh, Can you say that one know. more time? Yeah, it's Don John dot Ben. Okay. Or I think if you if you just type if you just Google Don John, which is probably like Don Juan or something like that, but it's D O N J O N, and then Encounter Calculator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll probably be able to find it. It's a really good tool to figure out. Okay, here's how many players I have. Here's the level of the here's all of their levels uh here's how hard i want it to be and it gives you this big that lets you kind of decipher okay what's the what's a good encounter for people at that level mm-hmm. yeah i'm looking at it right now actually and it looks yeah. like it's very like there's a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things i'm assuming this would cover like a good majority of basic stuff it even covers like names um specific oh, yeah. loot that Things website like that. has a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don Juan. That's yep. super cool. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Um, but that's a free resource. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, oh, great guy for maps. Uh, Dyson Logos. Mm-hmm. Um, D-Y-S-O-N. And then his then Logos is a separate word. Mm-hmm. But uh, he makes maps that are just the best he makes some of the best looking maps i've ever seen and he's got them all like free resource you can just go download them which is amazing um use them for your your adventures or anything like that um that's a great tool for anybody for a dungeon master sometimes coming up with maps or different locations can be difficult Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah that's one of the resources i use i don't know if i can Oh, I can drop it in the chat, I suppose. Yeah, I'm looking at it right yeah, now. I'm, I've just been, like, looking up all of these things. 
the maps look like really like fairly detailed. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into a lot of this. Oh, I don't man, know. I'm yeah. personally not like super familiar with D and D, but like seeing stuff like this is really actually like super interesting and cool. It's fun, man. I think anybody who enjoys, I think anybody who enjoys like a a, a classic role playing game mm-hmm. on like uh, like Skyrim or Witcher or any of that stuff, I I think it's they would easily love a good game of Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. but it. It really a lot of it is has to do with who you're playing with. You want to be with the the right group of people that you can kind of let your hair down, be, feel like you're kind of kicking back and relaxing mm-hmm. and having a good laugh with. Yeah, people you can make a goofy voice with. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the group that's the group you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, any other resources just off the top of your head? Otherwise, I was going to ask you um, what your experience was. Uh, well, let me just ask. Any other resources off the top of your head? Uh, no, not not off the top of my head. No, I'd have to sit and think about it a little bit more. So my follow-up question was, and I do this. What is your experience doing D and D long distance? There's uh, been a couple different tools that come out um, that have come out. Uh, Roll twenty being mm-hmm. one. There's been a couple others, so um, like Fantasy Forge or something like that. Fantasy or... Forge, yeah. Oh, what's your experience with that? And do you have any suggestions for people who might, you know, if you want to play with your friends who, you know, maybe you guys went to different schools or yeah. um, maybe you just can't find anyone that's interested, you know, in your immediate friend group? Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right now, Roll20 is the is even by people who hate the people behind roll 20. Mm-hmm. I was like, cause that <laughs> they, is an issue. <laughs> they came on, they kind of, they came under some fire in the last couple months, but the, but even people that are incredibly critical of the, the company behind roll 20, they'll still say roll 20 is the best platform for, mm. for digital role playing games. Um, I, I have not played a D 20 game yet. Every game I've played ever has been, uh has been on in person i did play one game uh for a podcast but that we just did like a google hang mm. and it was just a uh, theater of the mind yeah. so we just all talked to each other for that game which... but uh okay. which works which totally mm. works you could get a like a five-way group phone chat and and play a game of D D. yeah but uh roll 20 has a lot of great like resources like maps and uh, some I think they have a lot of like number generators and things mm-hmm. like that that can help. Yeah. But uh, my my brother in law plays a game on Roll Twenty. But I'd, I'd have to ask him. I sh- I should ask yeah. him about it. Yeah. I I want to I want to do a Roll Twenty game at some point just mm-hmm. because I I need to familiarize myself with some of the different content that's out there. Yeah, but yeah, we we use Roll Twenty uh, for my campaign. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, we have a we have an overlay. I made the overlay, so it has all f- at least my my cam pictures and the options for cams for my players. And then in the center, we show the Roll Twenty. And there's a lot of really nice tools. Like there's like a ruler tool, so when you're on the map, you know you can drag uh, and see like the length. Um, so you know if your spell has uh, like a a radius an area of effect of you know 10 feet radius you know you can measure that out with that um 
what's really nice is you know because you're not there to physically point at like that point on the map um you can just you can you know hold on the map click and hold on the map and it'll show like a little um highlight area. that's cool mm -hmm. um and then there's also the uh part of it that i really like is the um shared music and sounds so you can they have a whole audio library that you can um in the game as long as everyone has their sounds well as long as the recipient has their sound up you can turn up ambience and stuff like that so everyone can kind of hear the same thing which is really fun and interesting that um, is cool I, I i like roll 20 as a tool and you're right <laughs> they i think they have fairly come under some criticism from some people in the <laughs> hobby uh not that i necessarily want to get into that right now <laughs> um so yeah that was i i thoroughly enjoyed my using roll 20 i think it's a good tool i think it's well designed um, right on and it's free that's another nice thing uh, i think some of them you have to pay for but maybe with those you get some like more you get maybe more base assets because you only get so many tokens an idea uh um representative pieces for that mm. um for the free version of roll 20 uh and roll 20 also functions as like a as a selling place too for books um you can get like digital copies of for uh, uh of like the php and stuff like that on roll 20 i believe too right on yeah um there's a whole world of dnd of like tabletop role-playing digital gamers out there that i have i have not even dipped my toes in yet but yeah i should i should mm -hmm. um were there any other system have there been any other systems you've been interested in have you looked into call of cthulhu i know there was one that is very red wall like and i think i've talked to you in your stream about this oh uh is that the mouse guard yeah i think so oh man i he, that okay if there is any role-playing game that I want to play that I just haven't had the ability to yet, mm -hmm. it's Mouse Guard. So I'm Mouse Guard is a comic book series made by David Peterson. Mm -hmm. I think that's his name. Uh, but dude, like, wrote and drew the comic. And it's just kind of little Mike with swords. And it's kind of medieval. But there's no human. It's just mice in this forest. And basically little things like a crab or a snake or an owl are now these like just massive mythical monsters that these mice have uh, to survive um it's really really fun and then uh he worked with the creator of burning wheel if you guys have ever system mm -mm. um and and they created the mouse guard role-playing is really cool and super story but you get to play as little warrior mice which are the coolest freaking thing i uh i'm a big fan of that i just haven't had i don't have a that's something i would need roll 24 because i don't have a group of friends that mm -hmm. are as gung oh about tiny mice warrior as i am <laughs> cool uh were there any other that's a cool one mm -hmm. um i i got a buddy who's crazy big fan of uh, of burning burning wheel i don't i know absolutely nothing about it but uh but he's a fan of that there's also there's tons of uh like R rpg in a box games mm -hmm. um like tabletop games that have kind of rpg elements to them uh 
One of my favorites, of course, is Mice and Mystics, which is basically like uh, it's very similar to Mouse Guard in mm. terms of the 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 flavor. But uh, but that's a really fun. You just pop it out and you can play through some adventures as some mice warriors and mage. Uh, there's also there's also like like I refer to these games as role playing game type uh, tabletop games. But there's uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um, there's a lot of great board games that have kind of little elements of role playing in them of kind of that kind of tabletop role playing ish that if you want to get someone interested in maybe playing D and D at some point, I would sit down and play one of those games with them. Mm-hmm. Kind of t- test the waters a little bit. Yeah. And is there a like price to content kind of situation that you're looking at there where, you know, these inbox adventures, um, mm. is there like a price threshold where it's like a good buy or not a buy or not a good buy in your opinion? Um, gosh, see, I, I play the, I play the long game of, mm-hmm. uh, wait for Christmas and birthdays <laughs> to get, to get games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it all, it all kind of depends. You can find really good deals online or at certain stores mm. for uh for games like those um there's a mouse guard that game system and i think a lot of the bigger tabletop role-playing game systems they give you a lot of options mm-hmm. and you can typically find a core rule book and most good systems will sell you a rule a, a, like kind of core rule book or a player's handbook and those those books should contain everything you need to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically is, has like a, a pretty okay, like price threshold, you know, that's not super heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Ren, did you have any questions that you wanted to ask Josh? Not so much. So I've, I've watched like a fair amount of D and D, but I'm not necessarily like a player of it. Um, so yeah, most of the stuff I'm like I'm somewhat used to hearing about D and D stuff, but like mm-hmm. I don't really, for the most part, know much about <laughs> anything. So yeah. I'm kind of just I'm I'm embracing the ride. I'm learning. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. basically it. I'm learning right, on, right now. Yeah. yeah, it's fun, dude. Your limits are literally your imagination. Crazy, and yeah. So you can it's it's super fun. I've never had more fun telling stories or. Mm-hmm sitting down with a group of friends and you're here's like, here's the deal. Like great memories are made off of shared experiences. That's why we love Mm -hmm. going to the movies. You know what I mean? Going to the movies, you're sitting down with a group of 200 people experiencing the film. And so there's this sense of like, Oh, we all did this thing together. And when you're playing D and D there's so many authentic moments of just humor of storytelling of fun and then you all get to kind of remember those experiences together which is really it's something really special and i think it's super fun but yeah i i would highly encourage anybody just give it a give it a good shot and and do it with the right people that's really Mm -hmm. important yeah yeah no for sure i might actually like give it a try sometime soon i'm not sure haven't decided yet (laughs) let me let me know (laughs) friend let me know friend yeah I got you. <laughs> yeah. um, That's basically it. 
Yeah, so do we want to get into just like a little bit of the news and, and some other topics that we have here? Sure. So just like a quick little update to something that we've kind of been following. Um, the final episode of The Walking Dead game by Telltale, uh, formerly by Telltale, is under development again. Um as what was the company um skybound games yes uh it takes over the development of that uh did you follow the the telltale story at all josh yes and it it did they i i i followed it early on i have not like mm -hmm. kept up with it so i mm -hmm. i knew it was there was kind of i was a little miffed at the the kind of the people in charge mm -hmm. when they started going Oh, we'll find a way to make the game happen, but like you—they just fired their like all their their team. Yeah. <laughs> so no, exactly. it's like, oh yeah, you'll find money for someone to make the game, but like forget everybody who worked on it. You know, it. So right. I'm not sure. So I don't know if like if this new, if the people behind this new episode are like, are they the original like team that was working on it? Did they get like? I think at least some of them brought are. back in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, to my knowledge, um, a decent portion of the people are like um, still part of it. I think I'm not yeah. entirely positive on that. In the but, uh, the company yeah. that bought the rights to doing the final episode, uh, Skybound, is actually owned by the guy that made the original Walking Dead comics. Okay. Okay. So there's people are having a lot of hope, um, which I think this is one of those things we were talking about. Uh, I guess I wanted to talk about this because I think we mentioned it when that story broke that it was kind of up in the air. People who had pre-purchased all of the things that were going to be with this uh, Walking Dead uh, mm -hmm. season four, uh, you know, potentially just lost out on content that they paid for and can't necessarily get uh. back. Which So this is why I kind of want to mention. It's like, yeah, you guys are going to actually get what you paid for out of this. Um, right on. You know, yeah. maybe not. I don't know what other projects people are going to be missing out on if if those other projects are getting picked up by other companies, but at least this one, which is the, you know, this, the property that put them on the map for sure. Yeah. Um, which is nice. That's It's a kind of a feel good story, I guess. Um, right on. Yeah. Uh, other just like miscellaneous stuff. PUBG apparently is fixed <laughs> to an extent. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what they all say. I still won't pay for PUBG. I'll stick to my free, uh, <laughs> my free Ring of Elysium, which is basically just the PUBG mobile port to PC by the same company that did the PC mobile port, <laughs> or the uh, the uh, mobile port for <laughs> PUBG. Um, oh man! So there's some news on that for people who might want to like get back into it. Uh, yeah. Either of those stories, you guys have anything you want to mention? Uh, not so I'm, much. I'm uh, unfortunately not a PC gamer, so I, I I'm not part <gasps> of the mass the master race. <laughs> I'm just joking. Off to the prison camp with you. I'm a con I'm a console boy. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh man! Ban him. <laughs> Put you in the console prison camps. And like, oh, can man. I can I not be part of the master race, but like respect it from a distance? No, you're fine. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. We're just. Joking. Oh man. Um, I'm I'm part of the the mass media consumer group that just buys games for consoles. 
No, yeah, it, but... it's totally <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that you have a background in video editing, which, by the way, I like how you were mentioning, oh, yeah, I have all this, like, this eye for detail and stuff like that. My background is in media, including video editing. Oh, right on. And I have... With this show, I take none of that attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw the podcast out on the feed because I'm like, well, it was live streamed that way. So nice, nice. Um, I, I have attention to detail in other areas of my life. That dude, it's all about. Part. Here's the deal. <laughs> my house, my house is super clean, but my room is not. Like, there's you, you pick. <laughs> You pick where you put that attention. You know what yeah. I mean. So, absolutely. When I I did for a for a tick, I was streaming uh, miniature painting for a while, mm -hmm. and yeah, and I I put none of my media acumen behind that. Yeah, <laughs> I threw up a camera as quickly as I could and painted. Yeah, but oh, uh, I built this PC for uh, video editing while I was in college, and I'm like, you know, I have the extra money. I might as well make it for gaming as well. Um, there you go. So that's why I ended up playing on PC. I was already doing some on like laptop, but mm -hmm. um, when I bought and built this, that's where this uh, ended up coming from. Um, so <laughs> tangent aside, uh, you guys want to talk about the game awards, the announcements? I'm down. Sure. I don't have a problem with that. Cool. Um, yep. I'm sorry. He's being just like really needy. <laughs> No worries. I don't know if you guys can hear him. He's just like <laughs> making grumpy noises at me. I'm like, listen, man. Oh, <laughs> he's, man. All, he's all angry because we had to put treatments on him and stuff. But um, yeah, as a gist with the Game Awards, it's basically it's what you would normally expect. Uh, a mm -hmm. lot of God of Wars on there, Red Dead, Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. Two of those I'm a little bit like iffy about. Oh, do, you, do you think... Do you think uh, Stanley's passing, rest in peace, uh, will have any effect on Spider-Man? I, I don't think so. I don't know. See, the thing with, at least for me, um, I haven't played it, but it seems, it, it obviously seems like a good game, but it doesn't seem like an amazing game. You know what I mean? It seems like it's just like solidly like a good purchase. But like hmm. nothing particularly crazy is happening. Like everything works <laughs> properly. <laughs> the game functions fluidly, but there's not necessarily like I don't know. There's nothing like super unique about it, realistically. Like it still is like comparable to previous like Spider-Mans. Is the way that yeah. I see it at least personally. It lets you feel like Spider-Man. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. Like that's written twenty times in every review. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The yeah. it, it is it is made by uh, Insomniac Games, which to come full circle was are the original creators of Spyro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, hold on, let me pull up the uh, list. Mm -hmm. I do know. Okay, all right. So for at least for the game of the year, um, that's probably what I'm going to be focusing on for the most part. It's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, which I was really shocked that it actually that's made cool. it on this list. An indie mm -hmm. game. I yeah, I was really surprised out of, like, all the indie games. Celeste was the one that actually, like, made it on top. And I have wanted to play it before, but I don't really, like, have any experience with it. Mm -hmm. God of War, uh, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, which huh. I, gonna be honest, I actually didn't realize that came out this year. For some reason, I thought it came out <laughs> last year. <laughs> but Monster Hunter World and Red Dead Redemption 2 are, like, the options for Game of the Year, and I'm mm -hmm. gonna be completely honest. At least in my eyes, 
Spider-Man and Red Dead, while they are like good games, it's very clear that they're like, at least for Red Dead, from what I've seen of it, it looks like a Rockstar game. It just, it really like looks like it has that feel. Yeah, exactly. They seem like really safe developments that you know are going to make money, but they're not really going overboard and trying to be like something crazy and unique. Yeah. Whereas at least like in my eyes, so I'd personally vote for God of War. That's that's where I'm at. God of War took like a really unique turn on it where it actually has like Kratos. <laughs> Let, let's just say he hasn't necessarily in the past been the uh, the person of uh, development, really. <laughs> the fucking sex god of doom <laughs> hasn't so much been like an actual character, more so just like a murdering the sex fiend has basically been it. <laughs> so like seeing him actually in a unique light is really interesting. Hold um, on, hold on, just real quick. Go Are you it, complaining yeah. that the god of war is a murderer? <laughs> No, or that he, no, are you I'm complaining not. that he's a sex fiend? <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. I'm saying he has character like right now, which is a yeah. fantastic thing. True. Giving him a kid and then having him like learn that entire responsibility mm-hmm. is like, that that was a really unique experience. I yeah. thought that was really neat. Um, Dude. go for it. No, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. Oh, okay. All right, got you. Celeste, I don't necessarily have a lot of experience with. I, I've seen it. I've seen a good majority of it. I didn't expect out of all the games, like especially indie games that have come out, I didn't expect Celeste to be the one that was going to be on the list. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe Dead Cells. Um, I Celeste love that it's on the list. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about it. Don't get me wrong. My, I was that's just my, shocked. That's my personal pick. If, if, they, if they win, I'll be overjoyed. Like I, yeah. I'm such a huge fan of indie developers and it's a slick indie game. Like it's it's very well made and creative. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that that gets it personally because I'd love I just love to see it beat out <laughs> all those other guys. That would just be a a treat. That really would, honestly. Like I feel like, and I'm sure you're probably gonna agree with me on this one. I feel like everyone's still probably focusing way too hard on AAA titles. Well, like AAA titles recently have been struggling. Like there have been a numerous amount of ones that like, they're not amazing. They're like, at best they're good. Mm. And at worst, they're really bad. It's the, it's (laughs) the, there's that, that drive to like pump things out before they're finished. Right. Exactly. I hate that. It's part of the AAA culture right now, but it, it definitely is. So exactly. Ben, yeah. I feel like you yeah. things before. Oh, I, I know what you're finished. already going on. I already know. I already know. I already know exactly what you're gonna say. Unfinished and you're gonna talk mess. about Fallout 76. <laughs> and I get it. Yeah, I could literally talk for years about that. But I'm I'm gonna try to like try to steer clear for at least the time being. Just for the moment. Mm. But uh yeah, I definitely agree that like there, it's out it's out to make money basically yeah. that's that's like yep. the thing really and that makes sense for triple a titles but like for indie games because they have so much like uniqueness and like there's actual detail like put Dude. into everything it's really like it's really nice to see those just like show up in this list yeah and that's this is my thing like when you're because you basically creative industries have two groups you have the the triple a group who's Mm -hmm. pumping out what is safe what makes sense how they know they're going to keep their money coming in and then Mm -hmm. you have 
the independent or the kind of more scrappy smaller group that can't on a on like a a money equals quality level cannot compete with AAA. And so the only way to get yourself recognized or to create something of value is to be outside the box, to innovate. And so I I'm such a fan of all the different developers, gamers that are innovating, that are creating new ways to play games. That's, yeah, and I, honestly, I 100% agree. I, I don't know how, but I really feel like Nintendo as a, as like a, a, a gaming company have somehow like held on to that attitude. Mm-hmm. They keep coming yeah. out with new ways to play games, which is really risky as a company. But man, they're so willing to take those risks and they do it. Yeah. And they only release finished games, like which is insane. Mm-hmm. But like, no and other game companies like that, man. Yeah, not to mention that's like the one company that by far partners with the most indie developers, like yeah. by a landslide. Yeah, they're just all like, "Yeah, we'll bring Shovel Knight and Hollow Knight to Switch. <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? Do you have anything else that you're even thinking of? Like, do you have any indie games whatsoever that like even remotely wasn't get a good review? Wasn't Warframe yes. just added to Switch? Yes, it was. It definitely was. I'm Man. super into it. Um, but yeah, I, I 100% agree. That that is one thing is that uh, um, Nintendo's really good with indie devs. I'm really happy about that. That's yeah. basically that's basically what I wanted to say. But yeah, <laughs> um, Nintendo gets game of the <laughs> <laughs> explicitly just Nintendo, not the game. Um... Oh man. <laughs> So, like, next section here is best ongoing game. That's Destiny 2, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, so I already know which one's going to win. And <laughs> I'm sure we all know it, and it's Fortnite, and that's very obvious. But, like, I feel like Siege? I definitely think Siege should be, like, a reasonable thing. Mm-hmm. I th- I was so shocked to see No Man's Sky on this list. Yeah. Like, I did not expect that I'd forgotten all. about No Man's Sky. Like, I... I haven't even thought about it in yeah, exactly. a good long while. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily consider the best ongoing game a game that starts as a failure. And, and, okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that just absolutely <laughs> pans. That's kind of like saying that uh, the best film of the year is The Room. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. I agree. Yeah, 100% agree. I, I don't think that. Destiny 2 should make it. I seeing Overwatch on this didn't really like I kinda get it, but like that's yeah. not necessarily what I consider an ongoing game, at least for me yeah. personally. Yeah. Um Yeah. Fortnite and Siege were the two that really stuck out to me. Yeah. Realistically. To me, yeah. Fortnite and I Fortnite, Siege, and then Overwatch, you know, those are yeah. in order what I think is probably gonna win. Um, yeah. yeah, and we, I, I think we can all know, we can all say what the best value for your money was out of the, out of these ones here. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, two hundred dollar edition. Holy <laughs> cow! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's No Man's Sky. Yeah. <laughs> yep, just the best, oh, the best way to, best place to waste your time and your money. No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, no man. man's sky. It's just a waste. Right. That's the tagline that you you basically said. <laughs> it's a oh, waste. Man. Um 
best game direction is the next one. That is A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, I so mean, the way that they actually laid this out on their uh, on their Game Awards page, I tried to load it up. It didn't, like, it wouldn't load up for me mm -hmm. for some reason. But basically, they considered it innovation. That was, like, what they essentially meant mm -hmm. by the game direction. So, like, in terms of innovative ways to play. Mm -hmm. And I personally, what, when I think of best game direction, A Way Out was not the first thought that I had. It, it was definitely, like, Detroit. Detroit was probably, like, yeah. the one that popped out the most to me. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to innovation, a way out, definitely. I mean, it's a forced co-op experience, and that it's like, it's not like a co-op multiplayer like shooter game. It's like a co-op story game. You have to play it co-op. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really innovative way to like design a game. I don't. I'm not saying it's the best game, mm -hmm. but like, it's definitely none of the other ones. Aside from Detroit, everything else was relatively safe. I could even mm -hmm. say that Detroit honestly to some degree is relatively safe it's not super crazy everybody loves a really good looking like if it looks really good yeah now a way out a, a way out yeah. remind me is this the one where you could where like ren you could pay for it and then i could download it we could play it together and i didn't have to pay for it yes i believe so yeah yeah so that yeah. might be something like if you, you know, long distance relationship or friendship, you know, friend went off to a different school or got a new job and you guys haven't played something together for a while. That might be something you guys can do together. Um, yeah. Were any, yeah, were any of these on here, Josh, anything that you've that you've played or have any like particular feelings towards uh, for best game direction? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so. I the only one I have a lot of experience with Detroit Become Human and I thought that was a super cool I enjoyed I enjoyed following the story in that mm -hmm. the stories in that game. Yeah. I definitely loved that game. I, I had a really good time playing it. I, I, I know like in some ways it felt a little bit like you're Oh, we but, lost you there, Josh. A little bit. Oh. I I know that in some ways it's a little bit like you're fly on the wall kind of watching the game happen mm -hmm. but uh but i really enjoyed like watching it happen mm -hmm. yeah no definitely i 100 percent agree i i think that it's definitely i i'm sure it's gonna win on some front in this because it is in other sections too mm -hmm. i yeah. just don't know at least for me personally i don't know if it's a you know best game direction mm -hmm. however in the next section which is best narrative i definitely think it wins at least in comparison to what it's dealing with. So best narrative is Detroit, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1. <laughs> that's a mouthful. That, that's one episode. Okay, anyway. Um, and Spider-Man and Red Dead. And I think Detroit definitely, like, 100% comes on top. I, I personally can't say that a single episode of a series game is going to win best narrative for a year. Yeah, I personally, I, I wouldn't vote for it for that explicit reason. Mm -hmm. um, God of War was good. It definitely did have like a relatively good story, but I wouldn't say it was like on par with Detroit. I think Detroit's on like its own level when it comes mm -hmm. to like having its own narrative. Um, but yeah, Marvel, Spider-Man, Red Dead, we basically talked about they're safe, mm -hmm. like they're safe games. There's nothing like absolutely crazy about the story, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah and that's, I, that's I, basically how I feel about that. Yeah, and so many of these are PS4 exclusives that I just haven't touched them. Like, this is gonna yeah, be a, year a lot that, of these are. <laughs> this is kind of like the year for the PlayStation Four. Detroit was yeah, a PS4 absolutely. exclusive. God of War is a PS4 exclusive. Spider Man, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Red Dead isn't on PC yet. Not that I think mine would be able to handle it all that well. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of these are PS4 exclusives. Um, I'm gonna skip over the next one because I'm kind of curious if mm-hmm. any of you, if either of you have listened to any of the soundtracks, and if say you were presented with the opportunity to buy one of the soundtracks, which of these would you go with? Uh, so in the best score and music presented by Spotify, Celeste, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, so I've listened to the Celeste soundtrack mm-hmm. and God of War mm-hmm. and some of Red Dead. I haven't listened to, like, a lot of Red Dead's. That being said, Red Dead's is really solid music. Yeah. It's really good. So I, from even, like, the little taste that I've had of it, that would probably be one of my go-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, Celeste. Celeste is up there. It's definitely up there. I don't know if it's, like, Red Dead levels, personally. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What what experience do you guys have with it? I'd probably I'd probably pick something between Celeste and Nino Kuni two probably. Okay, all right. But I don't I don't have a ton of experience with a lot of the other. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember yeah. watching a friend's stream when he was doing God of War and feeling the music being just incredibly well done yeah. and epic. And um, that being said, I you know I don't have any experience with Celeste. Um, mm-hmm. or Marvel's uh, Spider-Man at all. Um, yeah. This is definitely one that's, like, kind of up in the air. Like, I, it's very, very open to, like, anybody could really win, for the most part. I feel like there's a very, like, decent chance that any one of these could win. Like, in comparison to narrative, I'm fairly confident that uh, Detroit's going to end. Or, like, Detroit's going to be it. And in terms of uh, ongoing game, obviously it's gonna be Fortnite. But um, yeah, yeah, that one's a lot more open to interpretation. Yeah. I'm kind of like curious. Yeah, right on. Um, yeah. was there anything else? Just real quick, anything else that we, anything else in here that you noticed that made you peek your ears? I mean, there's a bunch of esports categories and stuff like that. I'll put this article out that we were reading into the Twitch chat. Uh, this is the PC mm-hmm. Gamer article on uh, the Game Awards. Anything else that sure perked your ears? The 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 best mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little ways mm-hmm. down, but uh, I I don't I'm I don't think it. But I I in classic hoping for independent game thing. I really hope Donut County wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love that game. To actually, see looks it. super cool. It's you know what? It's I I played it. It's an okay game. Like it's not even like uh, an amazing game. The as- yeah. the aesthetic is super, super good, and the sound is great. The gameplay is fun. But what's hard for me is uh, the guy who, when he announced this game at E3, literally, mm-hmm. literally like weeks after, or maybe even like a week after, uh, some random app developer just pumped out a game that is basically his idea <laughs> but like way more dumbed down and simplified i think it was called like hole.io 
and it rocketed to the top of app app the app the games and it was just kind of a really it's a really heartbreaking situation where you see a really creative Mm -hmm. innovative guy put out a a little teaser of his game that he's developing Mm -hmm. and then some company just mass produces the same game but like way more stripped down Mm -hmm. and then gets millions of dollars for it and the developer of the original game can't do a thing about it it's a real it's a real feels bad kind of thing so right in classic rooting for the the little guy i i'm glad to see them on the list at least yeah yeah i'm just gonna touch on something real quick and it's not even like uh in the best independent game i see Mm -hmm. return of the oberdin that game just came out and i i know almost nothing about it but it looks very very different than like any other game i've seen it's like this black and white, like really retro style look. Um, I don't know. I feel like I need to try it out. That's that's basically if it's getting like on best independent game that quickly. I, I need to know why. Yeah, that's basically it. Right on. But, yeah, I know nothing about that game. Uh, I haven't yeah. heard of it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm just like, whoa, OK, <laughs> all right. I'm missing something here. Yeah. Um. Absolutely anything else. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and start plugging away. Nope. I'm good. I'm Uh, good, too. All right. So we'll start with Ren. Ren, where can people find you? What's coming up? Hi. You can find me on uh, twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Zs, by the way. Um, I'm probably going to be playing Spyro tonight. It's going to be in like an hour. Um, But yeah, that's why I'm going to be playing for a good good amount of time. That's the plan. That's basically it. So yeah. Cool. Josh. Where can people find you, all the uh, social medias and all the projects and stuff like that? And what are they going to find when they get there? Sorry, I lost you at the front end of that. Oh, yeah. So uh, where can people find you, all the social medias and stuff like that? Oh, gotcha. And uh, what are people going to find when they find your stuff? So uh, you can follow me. I'm most active on Twitter. And you can find me at Joshua the Hippie. Uh, I'm not a hippie anymore, but that's my <laughs> Um, but you can also find me, I think if you just search Joshua Lorimer, uh, but then you can also find, uh, the big thing that I'm promoting everywhere as hard as I can right now is the Titans of Altera, which is our, uh, our fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast for all ages. And that you can find us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter at the Titan pod. So it's, it was I came up with that, like, tagline or that like uh, you, that like uh, a username or whatever really quickly. And only in retrospect did I realize it kind of sounds like I'm saying the Tide Pod. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you can find us at the Titan Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And basically, we release um, a new episode every single Thursday on iTunes and Google Play. Um, trying to get us onto Spotify and some of the other, uh, and we're on a lot of third-party apps as well that just grab from iTunes. Uh, we release a new episode every Thursday, and then every month we come out with uh, with uh, some video content, and, and uh, we have a Patreon. Which if 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 you like anything that I'm doing or anything that I'm a part of, you go into the 
Patreon is the is the best thing you can do to, to me and the creative stuff that I'm doing, and that's patreon.com forward slash the Titan Pod. And there we're releasing a lot of unique and creative kind of behind the scenes stuff for the podcast, and even just a lot of a lot of background on how to do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, some different how to things and kind of documentary style video content. Awesome. That's my whole plug. That's everything. I got All nothing right. else. All right. But yeah. If, if anything, stop by Twitter, say hi. I love chatting. That's, that's the best way to interact with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I should also mention you are on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Josh with the hippie though. You're not a huge streamer. No, I occasionally right now I'm streaming like Minecraft mm-hmm. every, every blue moon. Just for fun, trying to. There's a bunch of underwater stuff now that I didn't know. <laughs> thing. Yeah. So, um, there's zombies underwater. Did you guys know this? Yep. <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah, this there's news to me. It's the worst <laughs> and the best. I can't decide, but I've already died like a hundred thousand times. So. Oh man. Yeah. Confirmed. Next week we're only gonna be talking about Minecraft. <laughs> Dude, I've thought about it. I've thought about uh, just starting back up on Minecraft. Um, that game doesn't oh, get man. old. It is super fun. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug? Are you good? Nothing else for me, man. Thanks for having me on and yeah. letting me plug Dude, my thanks stuff. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you yeah, for being here. Yeah, it's been a blast. Um, yeah. Coming up on the channel, it's the holiday week, so I have no idea. Um, I'll probably stream tomorrow. I don't know if I'll stream Thursday. Who knows? Um, just follow me on Instagram or in my uh, Discord. Um, you'll get all that information. Um Dungeons and Dragons, hopefully on Sunday. Hopefully I can get everyone. We are getting close to ending this campaign. Um, Check out the Spotify and Apple, Google Play, and Spotify. And follow the podcast on Twitter at NTNPod. Um, That is where you can find all of the social media updates. Guys, anything else? Absolutely anything else before I end this thing. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah, and you too, dude. Josh, thank you very, very much for being here. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Seriously, go check out his stuff, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye! Bye, toodles! Awesome.